Hey everybody, this is another episode of Cody Talks to Strangers and today we're talking to Joshua McLean. How are you doing today, sir? Doing very well, sir. How are you today? Very good. My daughter is actually still awake and she's going to make fun of me in the morning. So. <laughs> what, did she just hear you like talking to yourself or something? Yeah, well, no. She'll, uh, last time she was here and um, was it? I did a podcast, she just goes, She's yeah, dad was in a podcast. He's like, hey, guys, we're in the podcast. <laughs> well, I mean, I had a podcast for a long time called Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. And, uh, you know, you have your spiel that you do. Yeah. At, the beginning. And at least yours is very short and to the sweet. You get right to it. Mine, I had a whole thing where you had to have because I've been I started mine in 2012 and was early enough to where like you had to do it like the Marin way and all that where you get your ad stuff. and You thank you. Welcome, mm-hmm. everybody. Or a guy, there's a guy named Cole Cabana who had a wrestling one called Art of Wrestling that I think he still has. And it was like the, you know, you find one you like and you want to end up like monikering that and whatnot. Like, yeah. You know, just... Well, I like to, I like to keep it short. Um, this isn't big enough for me to have ads yet. So. Yeah. <laughs> so it's. Do it after you just make them up. You just yeah. get your friends that own businesses to like, you just say, hey, can I use your logo? And they're like, yeah, you go, why? Because you're my sponsor this week. It's not going to cost you anything. I just want to look like I have sponsors. I've done that. I tried to do that with um, a comic book store near my house, and they're just like, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need you. Thank we you. don't need you. And uh, there's these other guys. I'm waiting for, me, for them to actually get me back some information. Uh, but they, it's a cocktail delivery service. Oh, nice. And I was just like, uh, I like to drink, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I'll I'm like I'll get behind supporting that, no problem. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I've been checking your band out lately, um, and you guys are freaking phenomenal. Well, thank you very much. Or, yeah, you guys are a little two piece band, and yeah, I I just like your sound, so it's it's really nice. I just listened to uh, Christ of the Ozarks. Yeah, and I was just like, all right. I was like, this is that a, song's from a whole that song's from a whole other band too. We were in a band together called uh Brennan Whalen and the River Rats was the first oh, time okay. I was and it was it was basically like more like a hippie jam kind of thing. And he brought me in to kind of make it a little more Mars Volta y and it didn't really work out that way, but like that song was like that long ago. And we, we when we started playing again, I was like, Oh, we're absolutely doing that one. Oh yeah, it's yeah, it um it really reminded me of uh the band the Airborne Toxic event. Oh, nice. It's a, and then I haven't heard the Mars Volta, by the way, in probably the last 10 years. So, oh, dude, it's one of my absolute favorites. Yeah. I just, yeah, I go down music rabbit holes pretty much every day. And so, you know, sometimes it's, uh, you know, listening to, uh, who's Louis Del Mar is who I've been listening to lately. Nice. Um, I'm, bad, I'm bad about retreading stuff I've already listened to. Like, I'll find something new and I will, milk it for everything I possibly can and listen to just that for like a month. And yeah. then I'll go back to listening to like Limp Biscuit and Helmet. And it all depends on moods, you know what I mean? Or like there's this oh, band yeah. that's called Isley that like if I'm ever in kind of a, like a certain kind of sweet mood, I'll always, but then again, I listen to a shitload of podcasts and audiobooks. Like, I, oh, yeah. I, I mean like constantly kind of a thing. Uh, and you know, I love the rut. So if I find something new, I like, I will just rut it the fuck out. Yeah, and see, and I'm the same way with podcasts and music. Not so much audiobooks, because uh, I, I like them, but I just, after a certain point, I'm just like, okay, I need some music, or I need something funny. Oh, totally. Like that. 
Yeah. So um, I've been listening to this audio book by Stephen Rosenfeld. He's a, he's like a big comedy guy in New York. He does like comedy workshops and stuff. And so that's what I've been trying to work on. Which is, uh, nice. Write better jokes. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. I, uh, I, man, I wish I gave a shit about that. Like, <laughs> like I did, I did a zoom show uh, for my friend Genevieve Rice in, uh, in Arizona with a new 10 minutes that was a hundred percent untested material. And it is, it ended up being one of the best sets of my entire life in a weird, yeah. like it will maybe not my entire life, but so much as like the way I'd written it. I actually worked really well in the zoom thing. Cause y'all I saw with my friends that were comics. So I was like, Oh, I'm just sitting at the table before we go up. This isn't so much a show as it is me trying to show off to my friends. And because of that, it ended up actually being a really good set, but that's the first time I've ever done untested material to like a decent amount of people and uh, i i only do really untested material but my problem is is i'll have these little funny ideas throughout the day like and i and i want to build on those because uh like today like the other day i heard someone refer to their clothes as their knits okay i'm just like okay that's cool i said how can i make that weird and yeah. I said, you know what? I was just like, these are my gangsta knits. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that way I can be extremely white and stupid yeah. at the same time. <laughs> well, it, you know, it, it's interesting because uh, if you ever see the band live or you see any of the episodes of Heels TV we do, uh, I really kind of laid off doing as much stand-up because Brennan and I can do like a lot of comedy, just us. Yeah. And, and uh so it's interesting because that affected my writing because like once, once that started scratching my itch, unless I specifically wanted to go do some shows or I had something I just had to get out, I kind of took a step back from standup in the, in the fact of uh, like always looking for stuff. But yeah. that's because I got lucky and had another, another outlet to do it all in. You know? But uh, that being said, the, like I said, doing that first Zoom show that I'd done in months the other night where I put on my suit like I always do. And uh, just did boom, boom, boom and stuff. I had it all worked out, really worked. And so for, because I was so nervous about not being able to like hit it with open mics and yeah. stuff where I do it before a crowd, I really worked on the writing and the timing. And like I did the set to my dogs two or three times just so I did it out loud. The dogs never laugh, but you, you hope, right? You hope, you hope that I think I would, I would be intrigued and terrified at the same time if my dog laughed. Well, Hanna-Barbera taught us that dogs can laugh from a very young age. He did Disney. So like I have it in my head that somewhere my dog knows how to fucking chuckle. And that would be great. I would love it. I know they smile. Like my dog smiles all the time. Like he's just like, Oh, you're going to drop food on the floor. (laughs) Hang out for a while. (laughs) He just comes clickety clacketing across the house. And you're like, damn it, Dennis. So. Your dog's name is Dennis. That is fucking fantastic. Dude. All of our do- all of our animals have like human names. Like they have first and middle. They have first and middle names. Yeah, us too. Oh, that's awesome. All yeah. Right. Our- so, our- go ahead. Go ahead. You first. Go for it. I was gonna say. So his na- his full name is Dennis Octavio. <laughs> what is he? A fucking male model in the nineties? No. So I have this obsession with King of the Hill. Oh, nice. And so Del Gribble, he's got his friend yeah, Octavio, so he's just like, good one, Octavio. And so <laughs> I, it, I wanted it to be Octavio De La Cruz. My wife's like, no. And I, was I like, like that was the line. That was the line. I was like, what about Dennis Octavio? And she's like, okay. And so we've got two cats. We've got Kimmy Schmidt, 
And then we've got Rosalie Jean. <laughs> All right, so what are, what are your people? We have, uh, we have a, a, a Staffordshire uh, pit bull type thing uh, that is Jake Mishka Taco. Uh, and it is my grandfather with one of my best friends and Taco. Like, we like, well, it was like we wanted a name and then like a famous person or like a reference yeah a thing of food and my wife was the one of all like you know and, and there was all separate categories and Kara was like my my wife Kara was like why don't we just put them all together and jake mishka taco was born and That's then we have awesome. our little uh red rat dog savior dog that we got and it is uh marta bader winstead and it's uh marta because that was the name we had uh bader from ruth bader ginsburg yeah uh, Winstead from our friend Liz Winstead, who's a uh, part of the uh, pro-choice thing that my wife works with. I got you. That's that's amazing. I, yeah, I love human names on dogs. I think it's just, oh yeah, yeah. Dennis right. is a dog. That is the fucking god damn it. That is great, dude. <laughs> I don't know why, but that that popped me so hard. Oh, I know, and uh, it's they love it when I take them to the vet. Mm -hmm. I'm like. I'm like, all right, Dennis, let's get out of the car. And they're like, no, 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 we'll we'll come back there and get your dog. You and your child don't have to get out. I'm like, no, 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 that's the dog's name. My child's name is Captain Whiskers. But uh, <laughs> oh, slipping into material. There you go. There we go. I, you know what? I get accused of that. That's actually just how my mind works. Oh yeah. Well, that's my why I was so glad when I took up stand up. Not because she thinks I should do it. Uh huh. She just is so eager for me to get it out of my system in mass <laughs> quantities so yeah. I can come home and we can have a normal, well, her normal conversation. <laughs> so. Yeah, I went through a phase where I was so worried about doing that around other people that I just, like, stopped talking. <laughs> it's like you'd be sitting in comics and I just would be like, well, I want to make you guys laugh, but you're going to hear all of it in about 10 minutes. And I don't yeah. have anything else on my mind right now because exactly. I'm waiting to go up. So I don't no, want to no. blow my wad here. <laughs> no, I, I get it exactly if i was quiet for more than 10 minutes everyone's just like god he is so pissed right now and I'm like, <laughs> that legit sounds like someone talking about me i totally get that <laughs> <laughs> no, i totally get that it's oh. something else uh by the way i wanted to say thank you for willing to do my show in november by the way oh yeah no worries dude. um that's something that we are working on i'm working on with brandon sam's yeah. And um, so basically, and I'll give you an idea because I, I want to get it out there and get it promoted anyway. Um, so basically, uh -huh. I'm starting a project called, uh, what are you licking on your face? Oh, I, I brushed my teeth before we started. Sorry. Oh, no, I'm, no, I'm, no, I'm, you're good. <laughs> I just looked down and I just see <laughs> I had a, I had a, I had a brownie that I was given for my birthday the other day. And I was like, yeah, this will be good for the interview. Exactly. Yeah. No, yeah, no, no, I, I'm with you 100%. Um, but no, so um, I'm starting a project and I'm, it's basically to kind of kickstart and revive live entertainment in Memphis in a safe way. Oh, I hear that. Uh, this will be the first show of many that will hopefully culminate in the uh, month of running shows once a year. Very cool. That's what I, very cool, man. Brandon's definitely a good guy to work with for that. That's for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, and so I wanted to say thank you for doing that. So the one, the show we oh, yeah. do after that will be a comedy show. Nice. But I'm going to run bef between comedy and music shows during that mm -hmm. time. So, yeah, and one of the best be parts bar. So, 
<laughs> I don't drink, but that's that's fucking rad for other people. No, no, no. Um, I understand completely. I don't drink as much as I used to. Um, I used to drink a lot, but I maybe someone asked me the other day. They said, um, "Do you like how often do you drink?" I said, "Once a quarter." They're like, "What?" I was just like, I, I, "I'm like, I don't have time for that." <laughs> I'm like, "Dude, I'm like, I'll buy a, I'm like, I'll buy a six pack of beer and it'll sit in my fridge for two and a half, three weeks." So yeah. No, I was I, never much of a big drinker in the first place. Well, I wasn't raised better to not drink. So. Oh, I wasn't either. I just did because everybody else did. Yeah. It was one of those everybody in my family drank a lot. And uh, I just wasn't really into it. I went other routes for a very long time that I don't really go anymore. Let's go. Let's leave it at that. Yeah, let's leave it at that. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. I don't know what you're rating. Yeah, I don't know what your ratings are for your podcast, but all you got to do is check out my special on Amazon, and I talk all about it. Oh, you know, you got a special on Amazon? Yeah, yeah, been up for a couple years now. Yeah, I got a record on uh, iTunes, all that kind of crap. That, yeah, I'm gonna have to check that out for sure. So, thank you for telling me about. That. I'm gonna link it in the description when I post this. <laughs> So. Uh, you might want to watch it first. It's not. It's not amazing. It's what happens when you film a special. Now let's put it this way: as far as as far as watching a dude uh, have a good night in his hometown, really doing well, interacting with a crowd, and like telling stories, it's great. But if you like watching it, looking for like beat for beat stand up setup, not done, it's garbage. It is you know, terrible. I'm I did not, every. I followed every rule you're not supposed to that night. I, I'm yeah. not a stand-up critic. Like I watch it, but I'm I don't pick apart people's work. I just yeah. I, I don't. Um, and maybe I haven't been doing stand-up long enough to get to that point. But yeah. I uh, I just you I will. I don't want people to pick apart my work. Like don't get me wrong, I'm open to constructive criticism. Yeah, I, I just yeah, I just like to sit back and re- enjoy things. Yeah, you're a better man than I am. I can't, I don't, I, I, uh, it's funny because when I'm, when I'm, I've been a musician my whole life and when it comes to music, I am the most open to any suggestion. Like when it comes to being in a band and stuff like that, you know, like, like I, I'm down for so much, but it's always weird when it comes to stand up. I'm like, shut your fucking mouth. Don't, I don't want to hear what you thought about my set. I don't give a fuck. Did you laugh? And shut the fuck up. And it's like, I've never understood how it's just, uh, you can ask Katrina, any of them. I'm, I'm very much like, uh, there's a reason I don't really write a lot with other people when it comes to comedy and stuff like that. It's not, I'm a, I guess I end up being kind of a prick about it. And uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm also not very precious with stuff. I throw away shit all the time. Every, everyone, I think, is that, that way about the stuff that they work on, give it be music or comedy or just writing, you know, just a script or something like that. I think everyone's that way to some extent. Like, a big thing for me is that, um, and I always feel like a dick, and so I really don't say anything about it, but I don't like it when people come up to me and say, hey, you do comedy, here's an idea for a joke. I'm like, mm. no. Like, and I, I yeah. listen to them, and I'm just like, oh, but man. How many, how many people other than your parents' friends do that, though? The Every, only time I ever had people really doing that, it was always some 50-year-old motherfucker. And you're like, yes, sir. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, oh well, I can't really say the N-word uh, more than three <laughs> times on stage in one joke. Sorry. I can tell you now, it's at least eight or nine people. Yeah. So... Um, well, people in the circle are finding out you do stand-up. That's what that is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Starting getting around. Yeah. I, I, at that point, I, I remember that. 
I that I was I was more, when when that happened with me, I was it was much more with like band guys when I'd go play shows and shit like that. Yeah. But to be perfectly honest, I would steal jokes from musicians all day long. I'd buy them beers and somebody would say something real clever and I'd be like, picture a beer, that's my line. And that's I would start I would do that for band members all the time. When somebody oh, yeah. says something fucking funny, I'd buy a picture of beer and be like, That line is now mine. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's a verbal contract. There you go. Yeah. So if it turned into a killer, I would straight up buy. I mean, I'm not stupid, but I, you know, that only works like a handful of times. You know, you can say that you sound like some kind of thief, but in reality, that happened maybe three times in nine bands, kind of a thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. You know, and that's the thing too is just that you know when you when someone says something funny and you're like, hey, I'm going to use that. You're not just using that exclusively as as your joke. You're probably building on it or whatever. So yeah, but yeah. Um, it's it's been interesting. I've enjoyed getting into comedy. It's something that I didn't know that I was gonna fall in love with, and so there I am. And now I'm trying to put together shows. So. Yeah, during quarantine. During quarantine, someone's got to do it. Someone's got to figure oh, it out. Dude, if I didn't have a kid and I wasn't married, I would be a hundred percent the guy that's setting this shit up. Oh yeah. Well, I'm married and do have a child, but still being very safe about it. Um, yeah, but you're new to comedy. It's a whole different ballgame. I've been doing stand-up now for like 13 years. Oh, wow. 14, something like that. Yeah, dude, I helped build the scene with Brandon and Katrina back in the day, dude. Uh, fucking, uh, uh, but yeah, so on the other side of it, it's like, you know, especially with having the band, the itch. Like, I, I'll never not love doing it, but at the same time, I'm like, eh, good. I'm glad somebody yeah. else built the scene. I don't have to fuck with that shit. That, I've done my time doing that. I had, a, I had a show called Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. Or, uh, they ended up being called Don't Be Afraid Show that Hunter did and uh, while after world and uh, Gunny Benny elbows, we did that for like seven years. And uh, that, that's what, that's what I look at as far as my, uh, we helped for the scene. I've done, I've done my part. Kind well, of that's the thing too. I, I just, I really enjoy the, the scene and the people and everything about it. And, you know, just from what I understand, it's just such a different scene from other cities and they're, what they're doing with their comedy. And, um, well, you know, what was it? we were talking and we were doing the zoom comedy thing that Richard does every Thursday. And uh, Mike McCarthy was in there and he was talking about going to other cities. And he's just like, it's, yeah. he's like, it's oddly segregated in other cities when it comes to comedy. He's like, no, he's like, huh. he's like the black comics don't know what's going on in the white comedy scene and the white comedy scene. And he's like, and he's like, I'm just sitting there the whole time. It's like, why is there a difference? Yeah. And he's like, oh, I, I mean, like, that's, that's, yeah. Yeah, and I was just like, no, that I'm like that. It, that has never crossed my mind. I'm like, I'm just, I'll go do chuckles, and then I'll go do the loony bin, and then I'll go do P and H, and I'll even go do the little mic that uh, Eric Allgood does out of the lamp lighter. I don't give a shit. Yeah, I just want to tell jokes and make people. Yeah, laugh. well, see, you're in a, you're in a very, yeah, you're in a very, it, you're y'all, you guys are in a great position at this point to where it's all linked together and shit like that, because like. For a very long time, A, we didn't have a comedy club of any kind to do anything like that. Like, the PH was the only fucking show, and Brandon ran it. And, Ian, and, and there's this guy named Sammy Martin who had a Laugh Tennessee or something like that that would open, that was open, but it, there really wasn't a lot that you could do for a local shit. But uh, when the comedy club first opened, uh, because of certain things, uh, it butted heads with like the Midtown scene in a very big kind of way. And there were people like me, like, I've never stepped foot in Chuckles. Yeah. Other than to go see a comedy show. I've never, but, but only because of stupid reasons early on when I had my head up my ass and was all like, oh, they're going to be like that to us. Well, fuck that place and blah, blah, blah. But, uh, uh, 
but I, what I wouldn't give to be starting off like where you are now, where like you said, you could do that route of those places and have circles of like, and all and everything you missed, you mentioned were great shows. You know what I mean? Or, or really solid stages. Whereas we were doing stuff like where, uh, um, oh man, what the hell is it now? You know, you know, there's a Mexican restaurant on uh, called called Frida's on Madison. Ah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we used to do shows. And we used to do comedy shows in the bottom and the floor of that, and the right in the middle of the kitchen. And that was like one of the better comedy shows in town. And there'd be a total of like maybe twelve people there if you were very low. You know that kind of garbage. Yeah, that kind of horse shit when you're just trying to build a scene. My point is like you guys have it not made by any means, but y'all have a bunch of good rooms to do it. Fucking rules, man. Richard runs a hell of a show. So oh you know, yeah, there's always that. You know. Yeah, I um I love doing Richard's mic, and um I hate that during all this. Um, when everything with COVID started, I actually canceled. I had to. I canceled on my first book gig. Yeah, and you gotta do that though. Yeah, and I. I oh man, I was so mad because I was we just gonna do. Tour, do what? We had to cancel a whole fucking tour, dude. We had we had over a hundred dates booked for the rest of this year. Yeah, you know, this was supposed and, to be our year. Blah blah blah. You know, like everybody else. You know, so. Well, it is what it is. You know, hopefully we can make it. Hopefully we can salvage this year. So eh, we'll see as long as we're alive at the end of this year, I'll be happy. Yeah. That's, that that's the thing you gotta remember, you know, as long as you can still breathe. So, yeah. you know, I, I don't know about you, but I've been tested twice and negative. No, I, have not, I have not shown I've done. I have kept, we've kept ourselves up until I got my uh, part-time job. We have, I didn't leave the house for four months straight. Yeah. <clears throat> like we just didn't leave the house other than yeah. walking the dogs in the morning. That was it. And see, for my work, I have to go on-site places. Yeah, I told you. Yeah. Yeah. But um, then you guys, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Week before last, I, um, what is it? I went to the doctor and apparently I checked like quite a few boxes. Yeah. And like, they're like, no, you got to sit out in your car. I sat in my car for two hours waiting to get tested. Um, I went in and like the guy comes out and he's got like his whole hazmat suit on. And I'm just <laughs> like, are you about to drag me away? Like, I was like, what's about to happen? And so he goes out there and like, I start to walk into the clinic and there's like this, he runs up. He's like, no, 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 no. He's like, sit there, like in this chair out here. And like, I was like, okay, I'll sit there and then we'll do what we need to do. And he's just like, yes. And so like, he swabbed my thoughts, how fucking far he went up. Actually, one of my nostrils, he he like kept just doing this to it, and I was like, "What are you doing?" And he's just like, "I think you've got a blockage in there." And I'm just like, "Yeah, I guess so." And um, and he's just like, "Okay," he's like, "Well, here's your letter about COVID, and you can go on now." And I was just like, "Hey," I'm like, "Let's just assume that maybe everything else didn't stop getting people sick for a minute outside of COVID." I'm like, "Could this be something else?" He's like, "I'll get you antibiotics." I'm like, "Okay." And then they <laughs> they call me the next day and like the like I pick up the phone and they're like, Hi, um, can you talk a second about your COVID results? I'm like, Yes. They're like, Are you in a place where you're private in a yeah. private place where you can speak about this? I was like, Yes. <laughs> and he just they're like, You don't have COVID. I was just like I'm like, you couldn't lead in with that. I'm like, Are you I'm like let me guess, you go out into waiting rooms and say, I did everything I could to save him, and he's alive. Like, just, <laughs> oh, it was it was crazy, but I'm glad you haven't had to do it. 
because they yeah, get that thing up there. So yeah, as soon as we found out, because like we found out we were pregnant like maybe a month before COVID. Yeah, like like with that, so we were already in like as soon as that shit went around, I was like, oh okay, and and I just closed the kitchen that I was I owned the high tone kitchen at their old location. And uh, I was just, I, I just, I closed it up. We locked down the hatches and just came here and shut the fucking doors until I got a job. So everything yeah. thinned out enough I could get a part-time day job. And, that, and I make a point of not coming in contact with anything because, you know, we're having a fucking kid during a damn pandemic. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like, my kid goes to daycare and that scares the shit out of me. So, oh, God, I fucked that, dude. Hey, they have handled it so well. They had one teacher come up sick and she wasn't even in the building for at least a half a week before she actually found out. So yeah. And they were, I mean, like they had the place swabbed and sanitized by the next day. They had their letter from the health department the next day. And yeah, it was amazing. Well, that's great. They locked it down, but yeah, having a kid is going to be fun. And I'm assuming this is your first one. Yup. Yup. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty hard. No, I'm up until up until my wife I worked really hard to not have any. I see. I I did not the first time. The second time, <laughs> they're all right. So they're eight, they're about seven years apart. So I've got. <laughs> I I've like, got a, how big are they? Like, seven years I apart. I had a kid this big. <laughs> no, I had a kid this big. Yeah. That would be a wreck. Like the lady who had a child that large. People can't see my hands, but take your hands, people, and put them at your shoulders, and that's the length that I have. Like any lady that has a child that large, like should just get a paid vacation for the rest of the year, or for twelve months, because she's gonna need it. But um, now my daughter, my oldest daughter, is ten, and my youngest daughter is two. Oh, nice. So, and their birthdays are within like a week and a half of each other. <laughs> oh, that's a fun month. That's an expensive month. That's a, nah, we, we got a goodwill. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I do the Christmas card. I'm like, well, Christmas is, you know, that's got to, it's around the corner. Um, <laughs> like Halloween costumes, happy birthday. Uh, yeah. You'll you'll That's see you awesome. you'll do a bunch of weird dad stuff. Oh, absolutely! Oh man, you seem really excited though. Oh, dude, I'm I'm jacked as hell. I'm 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 like I'm I'm equal parts like you know I'm sure like anybody else in my situation right here. I'm terrified. Like oh, yeah. uh, everybody keeps telling me, it's like, oh, you're gonna be great. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. I was like, I don't give a fuck if I'll be fine. I need him to be fine. I need yeah. Like, I need him. To that's be what fine. I need. I'll survive if I've proven anything in this world. Ask anybody about me. I am a survivor. I am a cockroach that should have died many, many, many times for a bunch of very stupid reasons. You know, uh, between getting jumped by strippers and drug overdoses and being drummer in rap metal bands on tours and shit, I, I should be dead over and over again. But the kid, that's all that matters now. So, like, like today we are on hour 13 of me not having a cigarette. Oh, wow. Which is, uh, are you quitting or are you just like oh, yeah. oh, absolutely i have to i should have quit two three months ago but i didn't because the world stress got to me too much you know what i mean i should have quit oh, months yeah. ago i'm not gonna i'm not gonna i'm not gonna smoke around my fucking kid 
You know, I can't. I'm not going to beat my parents. You would you know be. I mean? Yeah. Like, I promise you, you see it all the time, like, in the in a Kroger parking lot. Oh, yeah. Grabbing one and this student before you get in the car. And I'm like, I, yeah, I remember. I mean, the, I, I would never tell him face to face, but he is 100% the reason I started smoking. And I'm one of those dudes that if I wasn't married or having a kid, I would smoke until I was dead. I just would. I'd oh, be that yeah. guy who smoked lights. Because I'm down to, like, I smoke three or four a day kind of a thing. So, like, I would just do that till I died. I would be that guy. I would have no reason. Look, I, look, I smoked up until a few years ago. And someone asked me not too long ago, they're like, do you ever miss smoking? I'm like, every fucking day. <laughs> every day, I miss it. They're yeah. like, oh, wow, that's a first. I never hear smokers say that they miss smoking. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, it was awesome. Yeah. Like, so, <laughs> Most of them were lying. Yeah. They're like, would you smoke like a pack a day? I'm like, no, I only smoke like a half a pack a day. I'm not fucking made of money. Yeah. One. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, yeah, I, I miss it. But good luck to you, though, on that. Yeah, I don't have much choice. It'll be, you know, it's better to do it now than to try and do it while he's around and stuff. Yeah, well, and, you know, that's the thing, too. So one of the reasons I decided to quit, like, my daughter, she was about – three at the time and she was just like hey can i do a cigarette and i'm like nope nope there you go there it is nope Nope. cut it out i'm like after this pack i'm done and then the next (laughs) and after that pack i'm done um and then i was done but uh yeah today's the first time i haven't just gone and gotten another one when i ran out i was like oh that's that oh uh, yeah i I think that's that i think we're gonna we're just gonna oh yeah yeah Look, there will be a day, a year or two up the line, where you're like, all right, I'll have a cigarette. And then you'll smoke it, and you'll go, oh, God. Oh, God. Mm. Hold on. Let me, mm. Let me get some more. Um, or you're like, let me, just let me bum a hit off that. Yeah. And then yeah. it's downhill from there. <laughs> so. uh, you know, I would imagine, I would, ima- I would, like, I would like to think that uh, falling back on cigarettes is like falling back on cocaine, where uh, – you do one tiny bit and you're like, oh, that was, oh, this is terrible. Oh, yeah. this, is terrible. this is a terrible idea. I'm a 40-year-old man. This is gross. This is designed <laughs> for 18 to 25-year-olds and that's it. I think it's, yeah, like, that's the thing, too, with anything like that. Uh, I'll, I'll get a little deep here. Like, I find, like, I found out recently, well, I kind of always knew, but I found out again though, like my dad still does like cocaine and stuff, and I'm just like, dude, okay. you're fucking fifty. But I mean, he's fifty. I guess that's yeah. It was, I was like, well, there's some more to that story. <laughs> there all but, of course there is. Of course there is more to that story. But there's a reason he doesn't know where I live. But <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm just like, oh man, I'm just like, stop, stop doing kid drugs, man. Come on. Yeah, that's that's for, for I mean the whole thing when you hit thirty after that it's like, you know, it's sadness powder. But you know everybody's got their thing. Sadness you know? powder. You know, cocaine is like fucking lap dances. The only people who get lap dances are sad people and married people. That's it. Nobody, nobody single and happy gets lap dances. It's for sad people and married people, and that's fucking it. That's just yeah. It. No, I'm, I'm with you. I got a lap dance once, and I just wasn't into it. Yeah, and then, like the stripper figured it out. She's and she just stops like mid twerk. It's just like you're not into this. I'm just like, 
yeah, I'm not into this. And she's like, yeah. do you want to talk? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, she's like, your friend paid like 50 bucks for this. I'm just like, yeah, let's, let's chat. She's like, so how's your day? <laughs> <laughs> I was a DJ in a strip club for like five years. That's what I did instead of going to college. Oh, I didn't go to college. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, come on. I didn't go to college. I sold insurance for seven years. And then I was just like, fuck this. I'm going to do computer stuff because people assume I have glasses, so I know how to work on it. <laughs> it's funny how that still works, and it's 2020. I know. Everyone's just like, you've got glasses. You must know how to work on computers. I'm like, that's an assumption. <laughs> no, that, something I wanted to talk to you about, though. Um, you seem like you have like a the same side passion as I do because I see you post this, a lot of stuff on Facebook about things that you've cooked. Yeah, and I I love to cook mm -hmm. on the side, and I'm not talking like oh I can take a can of chili and put it in a tortilla. No. I like I like to legit cook. Hey, to be perfectly honest, if you could put a physical can of chili inside a tortilla and make it delicious, more power to you. Like, oh, like there's, yeah. there's oh yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like I eat the fuck out of that can. Come on. <laughs> I'm a billy goat, bitch. This is delicious. Yeah. No. Uh no, I, no, I, really, I really enjoy cooking. Um I don't know if you ever watched the YouTube channel Binging with Babish. No, uh, uh Really? Okay, so um you know, guy, seen a clip or two. do what? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, he's this guy that um he he started off taking like recipes from like TV shows, like yeah, like The Office or Parks uh -huh. and Rec, and then he would recreate them, and it just fucking blew up. Oh yeah, I have seen a clip of that dude. I know what you're talking about. I think I saw him do like the pancakes from Parks and Rec or something like that, or waffles or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, 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 yeah. He does ridiculous stuff, but no, I um I enjoyed cooking before that, but then I got really into it, and so that's just uh, it's a big like I really enjoy it. So oh, yeah, yeah I've, cooked, I've cooked my whole life. My uh my uh mom taught me when I was a little kid, and uh, service industry jobs are like pretty much all I've ever had outside of working bar stuff. Like I helped run the Daisy, the new Daisy Theater downtown for but for a long time, but like the best jobs are always cooking ones. And uh, I owned the kitchen at the high tone for a long time where I got to like completely create the whole fucking menu with a couple oh, of And uh, that was a lot of fun, super stressful and pain in the ass. And never, I didn't see my wife for two years, but that's what you do when you run a kitchen. You yeah. Know, I, don't know, I don't know if you know any, any, I'm a big Bourdain fan. And uh, uh, that I'm book, still that upset book, about him. Kid. Oh, of course, dude. But uh, uh, I'm right there with you. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I've, I've only been, I've, one of the cooler things about the COVID, not COVID, but the whole being home all the time is getting right back into cooking. Yeah, right yeah. Cooking at home because I used to do the whole, you know, like when you work in service industry for a long time, you do all that cooking at work and you come home, you don't cook shit. I don't no, like cooking at home. No. That's what all I do, you know. Uh, but since I, so since all I do is make pizzas now at the place I work now and do prep there, I come home and like, I've been having fried chicken two, three times a week if I want to. And I was like, oh, you know, it's it's a lot of that stuff of like, oh, well, I have the time to do it. I might as well do it. Shit. Yeah, you posted a picture of some fried chicken earlier, and that looked on fucking point. Thank you, sir. I ripped off that recipe from an episode of Drive-Ins and Dives, like I do a lot. Guy Fieri. Oh. I love that show. That dude had done more for small business uh, restaurants in America than almost any other single person. I, 
I like that show as well, but one thing that bothers my wife and I both when we watch him, he'll walk up to someone's stuff and he'll do this number. Oh yeah. Like, oh yeah, that's so good. And then like he'll just do it again. Yeah. And sometimes they'll just be like, no. Oh yeah, those are the best. Yeah. They're like you just licked your finger and then you're trying to stick it back in my food. Well, you notice on uh, I, I, if you if you later in the episode, man, I've watched these way too many times. It's uh, uh like seriously, it's, I watched them on repeat when I ran the kitchen because I would just take notes and steal stuff. Oh, absolutely. And uh, and uh, once you get over again, and, and I'm old enough, I'm 41, so that dude is just one of those dipshits who's into saliva a little too much for me. It doesn't bother me the same way it bothers other people because I grew up with ding dongs like him. Yeah, but uh, what's great is you can totally tell. Every now and then you'll see an episode where he does the pinky thing and then he only does it that one single time. And at the same place, you'll see him pull a fucking spoon out or somebody will give it to him. And that means I'm off camera. Somebody who he actually respected and fucking gave his ass somewhat for behind the camera. Which yeah. only happens with like dudes who are like really older dudes that he truly respects and then he runs his fucking mouth or something. But that's, those are few and far between. That guy's a fucking safe boy. That guy's a diet Twinkie. You know what I mean? Oh, he's yeah. He's a... a yeah, he's he's done a lot for small businesses for sure, and he's just the like, ultimate dad who wants to be the cool dad. You know what I mean? He's yeah, just, I'm the cool dad. My friends, cool dad. Yeah. My, you know, I got a visor. You know, I want to be the cool dad too, as long as no one ever calls me that. Oh yeah, no, you, you're you're right. I I want to be the cool dad. Don't get me wrong, but I don't want to get that cool dad vibe. Well, see, I'm in a different situation than you're in, though. I'm 40 having my first kid. So, like, no matter what, I'm old, dude. I yeah. don't give a shit. I don't give a fuck if your friends don't like me. I'm going to do what the fuck I want to do. I'm going to take care of you and raise you to be a good boy. But, like, the whole the whole thing of needing your friends to think I'm cool at all that I would have totally had in my 20s is yeah. evaporated. Evaporated. Oh. So, yeah, like, I, you know, I don't care about that. I, uh, I'm not saying you did, but I, but I know how yeah. my dad was with my kids. My, dad, my parents... My mom was like 19 when I was born and my dad was like 21, I want to say. So he was still, he wasn't even 30 yet when he was coaching little league ball. And when all my friends, you know, he still wanted to be, he wants all the kids to like me. So, uh, you know, when it comes time to do all that, I can just look at my kid and be like, dude, I'm old. No, no that's not yeah. I'm not, I mean, we're going to toss the ball. I'll help you do all that, but I'm not coaching shit, dude. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, I'm right there with you. It's something else. Um, yeah we try to get roped into like coaching stuff and girl scouts was a big thing where they're just like, okay, parents come on out here and do the things and the stuff. And like, I'll do like the cookie booths because my daughter well, see, really wants to do them. I can totally, I can totally be down for that kind of stuff. Cause I, I can sell, I can sell, you know, uh, mittens to a fucking Eskimo dude. Oh yeah. Uh, well, uh, uh, yeah. An indigenous person. Sorry. Eskimo is not, not cool no more. That's a, that's a slur. Did you know that? No, I didn't Eskimo know that. Eskimo is a slur that a different Native American tribe up in Canada called a different group of people. I and just don't. I just picked it up. I just don't talk about, you know, that kind of, like, I don't talk about Native Americans that much. Unless oh, I'm dude, I understand. The only reason, I, where I learned about it, uh, I learned about it from a show called Letterkenny. That is a, it's a Canadian <laughs> sitcom. And, it, it, it's, and it's crazy because that show figures out how to be like legit funny and regular but still woke as fuck without even trying to be you know what i mean like like it, it's just genuinely that way yeah yeah no i love that show wayne is a very positive male role model for the most part yeah 
Yeah. yeah, for the most part. I'm not the the whole coming from a uh, coming from a, a a family life of violence. I can't say I really get behind the whole picking the whole needing to get the scrap. But yeah. that being said, if I lived in a rural bumfuck, that's part of the way it is. Yeah, so, no, no. no other than that, yeah, that, that show is just like like man, that fucking preacher. I don't know what it says about me, but I don't think I've ever connected with a character so much in my entire life. I. Well, little did you? Oh, and you'd find out that's the guy who directs every episode. That I didn't know that. Yeah, every episode, every single one of them is all done by that guy. And Wayne writes every one of them. They've got like a small writers group, but that's all Wayne. Yeah, I knew Wayne. The guy that played Wayne wrote all of them, and I know yeah. the guy that plays Squirrely Dan is a stand-up comedian. And yeah. uh, I didn't know the guy that played Glenn directed all the episodes. But my favorite scene with Glenn is when he's um, what is it? when he's waiting tables and he goes, well, cat's out of the clutch. You caught me waitressing. <laughs> oh, my favorite is uh, when him and the skids are taking turns showing each other what they do. And, he, and, and, and the preacher, and he just gets up there and talks to him. You're all sinners. You're all going to hell. You all know it. You're all going to burn. You all deserve safe. Yes, you deserve all of it. And I just, fuck, that kills me. <laughs> That kills me every time, dude. I can just and when he's showing them the the merch that's got the wrong sayings on it. Oh man! Yeah. But yeah, that's that's turned into one of my absolute favorite shows of arguably of all time, really. Because I mean, anything that oh. figure out it's Canadian King of the Hill, and it then is. and the beats, the fucking writing beats. There's so much shit that should not be funny that is funny on that episode. Oh, it is absolutely yeah. hilarious. Like, fart book on paper is one of the dumbest fucking ideas I've ever heard, and it works as, It works in a 20-minute episode. Okay. Yeah, I, uh, that and Gail at the bar. I took your dad down. Oh, yeah, man. I took, you, took your dad down. Goddamn, girl. I'd like, I'd jack your dad off just to see where you <laughs> came from. Like, oh, oh. <laughs> that shit where, uh, oh, man. God damn it, dude. That shit where Squirrely Dan finds that porn that really freaks him out. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Gail just looks at him, what's on your mind, the boy? And you're just like, oh, man, that's so raw. Oh, God. Uh, I love yeah, it when he made him uncomfortable. It's just like, so I've been dating this girl, see? And, uh, yeah. In your butt holes. In your butt. And, you know, uh, and I said, you know, why not? Why not? I'll, I'll try anything. <laughs> there are going to be people that listen to this, and they're going to be like, what the? they talking about oh i'm sure if they're listening to this they've probably either heard of or seen letter kenny yeah that's true all 20 yeah, other um yeah. you gotta start somewhere yeah exactly <laughs> uh, but no it's a it's a good show i enjoy it um and i will watch it when the new season comes out so uh as a dad have you seen uh bill and ted uh the new one yet Oh, I want to i want to oh. see it so bad but i don't want a 27 dollars see it uh, no, I get that. I get uh, mainly mainly because like, well, and at this point you can you can wait until you can see it for less than that. It made like three hundred million dollars in like yeah. the last week. Yeah, it's like the one movie that's actually made money on VOD because like oh, they, instead of releasing all this garbage like they have been, they put out something people actually wanted to see. Oh yeah, I I was so excited about it because I grew up with Bill and Ted. Oh yeah, like, even more than I did probably age wise. Yeah, yeah, and well, yeah, because. The thing is, like, so my kids, they will never watch stuff like that. Not because I won't let them, but my I'm divorced and my ex-wife, we have this, this unity thing, whatever. Um, she, thinks, was, 
You, there was there was so much said in that seven seconds right there with the visual and with that like there's there's a whole chapter in a book in that one sentence and it was great oh yeah <laughs> look if it were up to me i would let my kid be like look you can watch whatever you want yeah as long as you don't wake me up in the middle of the night saying oh god i'm scared or yeah. you don't go to school and cuss your friends out I was like, well, my- I don't even care about that much. Just don't let me find out about it. But yeah, right. just, but no, my wife and my ex-wife, they're just like, yeah, you can't let them watch Hellraiser. I'm like, God well, Hellraiser is a little like that's a that's a no. But that being said, the greatest thing my dad ever did uh, <clears throat> was I was, I want to say I was eight. I want to say I was in like third grade, something like that, and I come home from school. And my dad tells me, "You got son, you got to go to bed at 7 o'clock tonight. And I was mad as hell. I remember being small and being just really mad. He goes, trust me, it's worth it. So I go to bed. Because uh, my dad and I didn't really – we got along real well. And uh, uh, But, like, I, he was the kind of dad – I was still kind of afraid of him because he was a huge, tall guy, right? Yeah. He had kind of anger issues. Not that he ever really swung at me or did anything like that when I was a kid. I just see him – he would blow up about small shit. You know what I mean? We'd have yeah, a little something some of them would leak and you, you'd think my, I would think my dad was a Sasquatch. But uh, uh, so uh, he wakes me up that night. I go to bed at seven. He wakes me up at three in the morning and uh, get me to watch a movie from the 80s called Heavy Metal that was coming on on HBO. I was in the morning. just about to tell you, I was I was also eight the first time I watched Heavy Metal. Oh, nice. But yeah, my dad got me my dad got me up and he cracked open like a six pack of beer. And I realized now he was probably about to go to bed. <laughs> yeah. And, and got me up and I watched that with him at three o'clock in the morning. And uh, that was like, that was one of those things of all like, oh, I'm going to do this with my kid one day. You just got to pick the right time and the right movie. No, this is also the same guy that took me to go see RoboCop in, uh, at the drive-in uh, when it was unrated when it first came out. And that was, man, seeing a dude get shot in the dick when you're fucking eight years old yeah. is the coolest shit you've ever seen in your life. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. First off, they don't make movies like they used to. Second... Yeah, you just can't do that with kids now. No. Like, yeah, yeah. My daughter, I love her to death. She's 10 years old. Like, she sees blood. She's like, oh, God. Yeah. But, well, but, you know, I mean, but that's, that's there's, there's yeah. you know, there was a certain level of, with our parents, at least with me, of my dad going, well, remember that line, there's a thing in The Simpsons where they run off and they go see a violent movie and Bart yeah. at least puts her hands over. I was like, huh, don't move your hands over your eyes. You'll never become desensitized to it. I honestly <laughs> think my dad showed me a lot of that shit when I was a kid so we could watch the stuff he liked watching, which was war movies and 70s and violence and lethal weapons and shit like that without me whining like a fucking whatever the fuck. So yeah. I understand that. But like, there's, less, there's less need for that now because, you know, other than like, old Tarantino and shit like those movies don't get made all the time. Not ones that are worth watching. Let's put it that way. Those get movies get made all the time. They go straight on Netflix and no one ever sees them again. Yeah. You know I mean? Or it's game of Thrones, which I could give a flying fuck about personally. Uh, uh, if I want to watch a snuff movie, I'll just watch a snuff movie. That's fine. Yeah. I just don't give a shit. I, I, I'm a big Lord of the Rings fan guy. So I can't say shit about anybody liking game of Thrones. Look, about once a year, my wife and I will pick a weekend where all we where we watch all the Lord of the Rings movies, and yeah. then the next weekend we're like, all right, well, we have, now we got to go through the Hobbit. That's what uh, we did last weekend. We did two days, three days in a row of that shit. And there's a well, there's a there's a thing, especially with 
you know, I don't know how long you've been married, but like there's a deal with us. When we, when we have a series that we like, there's a comfort in knowing, oh, this is what we're watching for like the next three days. That's awesome. Yeah. We don't have, to have that discussion. We never have to have that covered. Like uh, the, uh, one of the, when there's nothing like when my wife finds a new series that we have never seen, that we have like six seasons of, that we could be like, oh my God, you mean we don't have to worry about what the fuck we're going to watch for the next like six weeks? This is oh, yeah. amazing. Well, that's the thing. We'll watch the same shit over and over. Oh, yeah. It becomes background noise. But we're, right now we've been watching Shit's Creek. Yeah. That's got to be pretty good. Yeah. It's, we, we, I love it. It's hilarious. Yeah. And, I'm a uh, TV fan, so I imagine that's pretty pretty solid. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, it's got you know uh, Eugene Levy and then his son is in it, and they wrote it together. His son created the show. It is like yeah. the head showrunner and all that kind of crap. Yeah, it's supposed to be really impressive. Look, the only thing I'm noticing is that they both got those thick ass eyebrows. Oh yeah, indeed. There's there's definitely some uh there's definitely some ass hair in that in the Levy family. Oh sure. yeah, absolutely. Here's what I expect: one of them is gonna die, and then the eyebrows are just gonna get off. And like, <laughs> it's like someone's just photoshopped Tom Selleck's mustache twice on someone's right above their eyes. So. Yeah, we we watch a lot of uh, there's this British panel show called QI that's like a kind of a quiz show, and uh, uh, I've been a, I'm a huge huge British comedy nut. So like, and there's a, they do this panel show type things over there that they don't do over here, where it's like the same thirty or forty comedians that are on like everybody's everybody has their own show and everybody's all on it. It'd be like oh, it's wow. almost like a whole scene has a bunch of shows, so you can just catch your, the people you like. And between that and what we do in shadows. It is a. Uh, uh, I don't. Really, we don't really watch a lot of American American type shit. I love what we do in the shadows. My my wife and I sat down and watched it. She's like, I just don't. I, she's like, I don't get it. I can't get into it. Really? Just like, man, man Matt like, Berry is a genius. Yeah, yeah, I love Matt Berry in that. I love tough. Jackie Daytona. <laughs> That's everyone's favorite. It's a pretty good episode. Oh, it is. Well. Oh, the, the best part of it is just like, this is my outfit for when the shit hits the wind. Yeah. And it, all it is, is just like his jeans and the, the, the toothpick. And the, and the toothpick, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just fools Mark Hamill and it's just like, and he's just like, you shit. After you just went, holy fuck, is that Mark Hamill? You yeah. know, it's like, how often do you see him just do some normal shit? You know? Mark Hamill is just the guy that's just like, eh. You know, I'm the voice of the Joker, and I'm Luke Skywalker. I can do whatever I fucking. That's it. Do. I don't need to be anything else. I don't need to be anything else. He's like, I could stop acting today and just coast off of going to conventions. Yeah, Which yeah, maybe what he does. Oh shit, uh, dude! No, man, just on his fucking, uh, just on his Star Wars checks alone, he's fine. That's not even oh, yeah. Batman checks. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. He's a he's a an interesting guy. I'd love to meet him at some point. Yeah. I would know what to say. I don't ever know what to say to heroes and people I look up to like that. All I ever do is go thanks and keep walking. I'm so scared to actually meet my heroes. You know, because I'm just scared that I'm going to be like, "Hey, Dave Grohl, I've really, really enjoyed you from a really early age," and you'd be like, "I'm, hey, I'm Dave Grohl." Like, yeah, no, we established that. Um, (laughs) That's what I'm scared of. I don't think of, I think I don't think of anybody who's going to be I don't think Dave Grohl is going to be that guy. But no, be, no, I don't think being able to be in a situation where you could talk to Dave Grohl are pretty fucking slim at this point. No, no, I'm going to his house. <laughs> yeah, all of, uh, well, I think all of this is they end up in Dave Grohl's base, like in his in his living room. 
All I'm going to say is I cannot wait for you to watch the new Bill and Ted movie after you say Oh, that. God. I can't wait. I'm so excited. You're you're gonna very you're gonna laugh about what we just talked about when you when you watch that. Movie. When I watch it, yeah, I'm sure I will. I love that they got the guy that played Death to come back. Oh, for sure, Bill Sadler, man. Yeah, I love watching that dude. He was in one of my favorite horror movies when I was a kid called Demon Knight, the Tales from the Crypt movie. Yes, you know, where they're the, in the house and he's yeah. the, he's the Demon Slayer. That's another show I grew up watching. Kate Smith, completely oh, inappropriate. Yeah, Oh, yeah, absolutely, dude. Yeah. Like, so inappropriate. That show especially. Good God. You know, that show kind of ruined me because, like, when I see horror movies, you know, the the hardest part of a horror movie is, like, getting a good third act, you know, is what they say. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, every time I see a horror movie where you get close, I'm like, oh, this would have made a hell of a Tales of the Crypt. Like, this would have yeah. made a really good hour-long episode, but definitely not a 90-minute movie or a 120-minute movie, for sure. Oh, yeah. Man, the Crypt Keeper was where it was at. For sure. Yeah. But it, that, that was a time where, like, they had, like, seven of those kind of shows, like, the show called Monsters, and then they had rebooted uh, uh, something beyond uh, the do not adjust your set. Uh, we control the horizontal and the vertical. Uh, oh, the um, Twilight Zone? But, uh, uh, but they had like four or five of those shows going, at least at that time. That was, a, that was like a heyday for those kind of shows. Oh, yeah. Those anthology horror joints. And not, not even the, the Nightmare on Elm Street show and the uh, Friday the 13th TV show. Well, same. yeah, and you know, pulp horror was such a big thing back then, and so yeah. you know, people loved it and they enjoyed it. You know, mm-hmm. nowadays you have instant gratification if you can't binge it in the weekend. No one wants to watch it. I mean, uh, yeah, but there's still a, there's still a, the other side of that internet coin is that there are, it, there are people out there who are willing to go dig it for shit when yeah. they really, really want something bad enough. Uh, like I went on a, uh, I'm a big Agatha Christie fan. And uh, I love watching movies, uh, Hercule Poirot the, and the uh, Miss Marple series. I got fascinated. And I'm a big black and white movie fan, too. So, like, I'll go digging for shit. If I can get me a DVD copy of, you know, Peter Ustinoff in the 70s in this one play, you know, blah, blah, blah kind of stuff. That's only if, before the internet, I never would have had that shit. But you're right. You're definitely right as far as brand, brand new stuff. It's oh, yeah, disposable. <laughs> Very yeah, disposable. It, it is. And, uh you know, I got really upset when they ran the Marvel series on through Netflix. Yeah. Because I actually really enjoyed those, and I didn't want to. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? I love superhero movies, yeah. but I'm getting to the point where it's just like, it, we don't need, just take a year off. Yeah. Take a year well, off. So I that, don't need. That's what you're getting, that's what you're getting with COVID right now, is everything got pushed back okay, between, between production and Disney and, and Warner and, Brothers, everything's chilled out I'm right cool so, with, yeah cool with that part cool with that part because I, I needed a break from superhero movies for a while um but they those series were so good daredevil the punisher um iron fist i could have left behind yeah uh, i don't know if you watched that one but uh, I, watched the, I, didn't, I wasn't a huge fan of how it was cast but uh, uh but, well uh, the whole that, show was just the character i never gave a shit about him in the comics enough to really want to watch the show yeah, exactly. Well, and that's the thing, too. Like, the whole show is just him running around going, hi, I'm Danny Rand. Yeah. If they'd have just made a Heroes for Hire show, like we were all hoping they would get to, where him and Luke Cage beat the shit out of people for money, that's all any of us wanted. Oh, yeah. Luke Cage was fun to watch. And I oh, like yeah, that, that, that first season was fantastic. I really yeah. enjoyed that. Yeah, Luke Cage was fun to watch. Um, but Jessica the Punisher was, was just, good. yeah. Yeah. Was Punisher awesome. was all right. I like. I enjoyed that. I like my Punisher with a little more comedy to it, but that's because I'm a big Garth Ennis fan, who did that big run. 
where it's yeah. the craziest shit you've ever seen in your entire life in that Punisher run. I read I that whole Punisher run and I loved it. Yeah. But you know, did you see? Did you read the other comic that he did, which was a uh, preacher? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. and yeah, the show yeah. is pretty good too. Yeah, very good. I like what they changed. I enjoyed the. I, they're two complete because that's one book that if you did it verbatim, wouldn't age very well. But they changed no. it to make it work really well. Yeah, yeah. Garth Ennis is an incredible comic with writer. The boys too. Same thing with the boys. Yeah, it was, it was oh, I love Garth Ennis. That book is um. That book is insanely good. And I'm shows really. Excited for the second season of the boys. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to that myself. But and I I just like that premise though that superheroes aren't all they're very they're very commercialized because it to be honest with you if superheroes were real that's probably how it would go down. Oh, you did you see Brightburn? No, I did not see Brightburn. That's how it would go down. It'd (laughs) It'd be pretty bad. It'd be pretty bad. If the last year has taught us anything about most American human nature, it'd probably be pretty bad. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I just—I no, don't even want to get into any of that shit. No, just, no, we're not going to get into that because Thank you, Jesus. I've been getting it. I've been avoiding getting okay, into that it. That being said, how about that new Batman trailer? If we're gonna get on pop culture for a second. Oh my god! You know what? I'm gonna hand it off to little Robert Pattinson. It looks yeah, good. Well, did you see the? Uh, did you see the the uh, the tower, the lighthouse? No. That movie's a work of fucking art. As soon as I saw that, I was like, not that I ever cared. I actually, <laughs> I enjoy the Twilight movies because they're like Mexican soap operas. It is fucking hilarious. So uh, it never really <laughs> bothered me, you know, but I'm old enough too. I remember when everybody was pissing and moaning about Heath Ledger and shit, you know, and yeah. I was like, that guy's a good fucking actor. Just wait. And now blah, blah, blah. He's a fantastic actor. He, he was a fantastic actor, but no, I didn't see the lighthouse. That's with uh, Willem Dafoe and, yeah. um, Robert Pattinson and I'm in a, and I'm in a band with one other guy, so that 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 movie is kind of my life. Early it was yeah. before we stopped being on the road all the time. So I like it's 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 crazy how well I connect. I love that movie. I wanted to. I kind of want to watch it, but and I know I'm wrong, but in inside my little brain, I just imagine that's just them up there going, is "That a ship?" <laughs> well, what's funny is metaphorically, you're not wrong. To a certain degree, that's kind of the whole fucking movie in the best sense. <laughs> Is that a, that's kind of the whole there? point is there's nothing going on. Yeah. Is that a ship? No. Oh. Uh. There's, All right. A, All right. there's a whole show called, um, oh, God, what is the name of that fucking show? Um, yeah, I can't remember. But it's basically where it's, <laughs> it, it's about all of the, the parts of, like, a police stakeout, be- yeah. like, before the action. So they're just in a car. Hanging out, um, things like no activity or something like that's what it's called. Yeah. Uh, it's got Tim Meadows in it. Oh yeah, it's on one of the apps or something, isn't it? Yeah, CBS All Access. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah. I never saw that. I've heard it was pretty good. Oh, it's hilarious because they're just sitting there and they're just shooting the shit, but it's it's stuff that you know you would end up talking about because you're in a car for so long yeah. doing nothing. And oh, yeah. and uh, it's got a uh, Will Ferrell in it. Nice. Like, yeah, he plays they, this guy trying to be a gangster with his girlfriend's son to make them bond together. <laughs> and they're just sitting there and there's he's just like, Do you think I have like a really cool gangster name like Pitbull or something? He's like, stop, this isn't you, Dan. See, I would have hoped he would have gone into the uh, uh the gator character from Nobody uh, fucking uh, gator girls. God, dude. You wearing a Jimmy? That's one of my absolute favorite movies. Adam McKay is like <laughs> 
Anna McKay should go down as one of the best filmmakers. Oh. Like that, yeah. that never made a bad movie, if you ask that me. Movie is fantastic. I love it when they're going. It's like if I if I was a if I was a tiger and you were a tuna, I'd come in the ocean and I'd eat you. <laughs> like, really? Into the ocean? First off, I'm not even gonna point out the geographical errors with that. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, I love it. Yeah, Will Ferley's got a he's got a direct line to my funny bone with how he can do things like that. Have you seen him on Jimmy Fallon where he sings the song about his tight pants? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember Lord. when he used to come out to fucking Conan O'Brien. Yeah, every time he comes to Conan O'Brien. Yeah, every, a different costume every time. And all yeah. That crazy, you know? I was, was watching that. I was showing that to someone the other day, and they didn't find it funny, which I immediately walked away. But um, they're just like, they're like, what is that? I was like, it's scrub a dub. And he comes over there. It's just like, hey, man, you can't gamble in here. He's like, typical Catholic. <laughs> I just, <laughs> but uh, apparently, so there's a, I don't know if you listen to the Conan O'Brien podcast. Yeah, the, early on, I'm a big Matt uh, Gorley fan. Yeah, Matt Gorley is great. I love them on that oh, episode. I love Super of, uh, Ego and all that shit. Yeah, he's a, he's a he's hilarious. But I liked him in he did an episode of Drunk History, which was really fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, his he's done a couple. They're always really good. That's where I saw him first. Yeah, and I, I was, first time I saw him, I go, "Oh, that's Matt Gorley." And my wife's like, "Who the fuck is Matt Gorley?" I was like, "You wouldn't understand." But <laughs> no, he it had does Will Ferrell on, and they were talking about them doing Scrub a Dub, and apparently it really pissed off Lorne Michaels. Yeah, because they it was supposed to be an SNL sketch. They scrapped it. And oh yeah, I did. I did listen to that episode. Yeah, 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 I did listen to that episode. But also, when you're Will Ferrell and uh, Conan O'Brien, you can kind of be like, "Yeah, go fuck yourself." Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> My bad, Lauren. We know you made us, but get get your fifty monkey writers to write up another one. Get over it. Oh, exactly. Uh, how much more time do you want to do? Not to be that rude guy, but I got to... Oh, no, no. We're actually hitting about that point to wrap up. So if uh, you're ready to go to bed, I can... Yeah, dude. I'm not going to lie. I've been, I've been, I get up because it's been so hot. I get up at like 6.30 in the morning to start walking the dogs early and that kind of crap. Yeah, you better prepare now because that's about to get cut in half. Um, oh, I know it. No, no, I'm with you. That's uh, honestly, I hate to admit it, but that's why I rescheduled yesterday. I'd slept maybe three and a half four hours the night before and like right before i texted you i'd actually just woken up from, <laughs> from dozing off i'm just like man i'm like i'm not it's gonna, gonna, gonna work shit during <laughs> i totally understand that so, but i hate to do that but look um before i go before we wrap up something i try to remember to ask everybody i'm not the best about it but is there anything out there that you want to support right now or that you want to promote be it yourself a charity whatever it is uh, that you want to put on people's minds. Uh, you should check out uh, I have my band Heels, uh, heelsbandcamp.com or heelsmemphisband.bandcamp.com. Uh, you should go to Black Lodge Video if you want to rent some movies. You should go by all your local bars, any of them that are actually open that can be open. Go support them while you can right now if you're going out and get public type. Uh, be nice to people. Just go with that. Don't don't pick fights with strangers. There's no point unless you're going to go pick a fight with them. How about that? Yeah, that'll work. I like that. Don't pick fight with strangers. Um, and then my message to that, if you pick a fight with me, I will take my pants off and I will, I will scream diarrhea. Uh, 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 uh.
And on that note. All right. We're wrapping up. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Mr. Joshua. Hold on real quick. Thank you, buddy.